Welcome back. This is Teresa, and I'm having an episode. I look all I look up all the information so you don't have to. So let me ramble on and allow my brain to enter your ears. Buckle in and prepare to hear this. The case of this week. It's a little different, but a female criminal all the same. Not someone who actually murdered anyone, but she got in trouble with the law, and that is the basis of criminal for me. And as I said before, I planned on doing episodes of female criminals, not just murderers, not just serial killers, but female criminals. So we have Elizabeth Adams, also known as Madam Alex, and Beverly Hills Madam. I looked all around and I wasn't exactly able to find a lot about where Elizabeth grew up, her parents, or anything. All I really found repeatedly was that she came to San Francisco when she was 17 years old, which was 1951. That would make her birth year anywhere between 1933 to 1935. If she moved after she turned 18, that would mean it could be 1934 if she turned 17th a year before. Before her birthday might be in 1935. And if we, if she was going to be turning 18 that year, her birthday could be 1933. But I digress. She came from the Philippines, uh, more specifically Manila, Manila, I don't know. Um, she started out by setting out to make her make it on her own, working with a group of priests in Oakland, and got married to her first husband, having two sons. When they divorced, 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 the husband took the two boys. Elizabeth told him, and I quote, take them. It's not that I don't have mater a maternal instinct, though I don't. I just hate to be manipulated. Uh, in her second marriage, she was always she always suspected that her husband was in the mob, uh, mob hitman to be exact. Unsure what made her think that, but it is quite interesting that she had no problems with the idea or from thinking that she was married to a mob hitman. But I mean, if you're married to him, I assume you feel safe enough not to get killed by him. So whatever works. Anyway, this husband left her a widow. Uh, Elizabeth had jobs working with antiques and as a florist. 1971, during the time she was working as a florist, she became friendly with a customer who just so happened to be a madam that wanted to retire. Elizabeth saw this as an opportunity, buying this woman's black book for $5,000. But she soon found out that quite a few were deceased. That didn't stop her, though. Changing her name to Alex Adams, she managed to become a high-end madam in Beverly Hills. Taking care to expand her business without intense marketing, Alex made sure to incorporate the glitter and glam of the 60s and 70s of holiday. Ho holiday? Hollywood. I guess glitter and glam makes sense for me to think holly holidays, but I meant Hollywood. So the 60s and 70s of the Hollywood. 
of the Hollywood. Oh my god! Oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, she didn't want anyone to make her mistake her girls as run-of-the-mill hookers. She didn't believe in running her business where you sell yourself, get exploited, and then are kicked out in disgrace. Alex screened the men, refusing to put them put her women in danger or send them to weirdos. There was there were strict rules. No violence, no costumes, no fudge packing, which I had to look that up and found out it's slang for anal sex or gay sex, whatever. And it amuses me greatly because I, I was like, fudge packing, what the hell is that? And, you know, looked it up and I'm like, oh, that, that actually makes sense. And then I kind of chuckled a little because it was like, it was a weird saying. Uh, referring to her girls as birds, she believed in keeping the girls fresh and not overworked. At her peak, she had as many as 150 women working for her, in which she collected only 40% from making 100000 a month. Her girls would be sent to hotels or on cruises for three hundred for two, for three hundred dollars for two hours or two thousand for a full day. By the late nineteen seventies, majority of her clients were from the Middle East. She helped new women to get waxes, facials, and clothing she deemed appropriate. Although she ran an escort service, she didn't allow the women to dress immodestly. So if you were new to her company and she, you wanted to work for her, she'd be like, okay, here. Here's the best place to go get your face waxed. All my girls go here. Good prices. Here's the best place to get a facial. They'll do a great. You'll be glowing. You'll look lovely. And she'd be like, okay, you don't need your tits and boobs to hang out. We don't need to see your Susie. We just need you to look your best and draw the men in. So let's, let's keep it high class. So she would take care of her girls. She would keep them on the straight and narrow in her mind, I guess, which sort of is what she did, I guess. As I go on, you'll realize that she had interesting ideals, but it is what it is. Uh, if you were to ask the women who ranged from college girls, models, actresses, waitresses, and from anywhere around the world, she was a mentor and a quasi-mother. She wanted her women to always have enough money for bills and would be frustrated if some of the women were to call to say they needed help with bills since she wanted them all to do well. Which, I know she's technically a criminal, but she seemed to want to take care of everybody. She just wanted everybody to survive. And if surviving meant selling sex and this, like, she didn't force her women to do it, but they were like, yeah, sure. I'll have sex, I'll make money, and I'll do this. That sounds good. They did their job, and if men are going to pay for this particular um, thing, there's a word I'm trying to think of, and I cannot think of it. 
service. If men are going to pay for this particular service and these women do not mind giving them that service, it, it is what it is. She isn't forcing them. She's taking care of them. She's doing what she can. And these women are making money to do what they can. Now, she was making money off them, and I don't think she was selling herself. I'm not for sure. I didn't see anything about that. So she could have sold herself, but I don't know. That would be just an unknown. I'd have to do a little bit more research for that. There is a book, but I didn't want to read it because everyone that did reviews on it said it was pretty much just a porno. And I am not one for that. I could, I, I could go without hearing any of that stuff. So, um, let's see. Alex was even said to be looking out for the best interests of her girls, leading them to marriage because it was better than being in prison. The last thing she wanted for the girls is to fall into the wrong hands although she was more than happy to supply them with cocaine. Uh, since she was constantly encouraging them to save up money and get out of the business, and, oh, I inserted some words. She was constantly encouraging them to save up money and get out of the business, taking them to lunch, and anytime she took you to lunch, she'd buy you a gift. So if she found a man that was like, oh, I'm really interested in this type of girl. This is who I want. Can't, do you have a girl like this in your service? She would send that girl there. And if the girl was like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed my time with him, she'd be like, you know what? If you like them, then maybe you should make them into a boyfriend. Maybe you should make them into a husband. And almost try to set them up and have them dating just so that they wouldn't be in this. They wouldn't be a lifer. They wouldn't waste their life away or anything like that. She would nurture them and promote, hey, go get married to this man. Because you can't stay in this forever. We're technically doing an illegal job. So if you are um, able to do this relationship and you find yourself having feelings, go with it. Do it. It's, it's a good idea. Um, she had hundreds of cats, an Olympic-sized pool filled with naked models and starlets, and rare China-filled cocaine. So she'd have these lovely little delicate China Ornaments, not ornaments, like bowls or tea kettles or sugar containers. And instead of putting, you know, what's supposed to be in there, it'd be filled with cocaine. So you do you, woman. She had lavish lunches and dinners for her clients, most of whom knew one another, either from the movie business or the oil business or the arms business, and had nothing to hide from the other members of their clubby life. Alex was careful not to mix movie people with music people or with business people at her swinging sorees, sor, sorry, whoops, 
and Wild Afternoons. So she was a hostess too, and she made sure she threw parties where people could hang out, talk, do business, and just all around have a good time, and there wouldn't be any drama, at least not violent drama or anything like that. Uh, she conducted most of her business from her bed, using the telephone for discussions with her clients and deciding on their ideal female partner for the evening. She had Georgie, her Persian, eating shrimp beside her as she was listening to her clients to make sure they told her everything so she could make the appropriate match for them. Um, hold on. Uh, whether it be fuel, foolish or smart, she communicated with the LAPD being an informant so that she wouldn't end up on their blotter. Um, Pillow Talk ended up going to the police, making them, the, making her girls the informants and giving them all sorts of information. So to keep herself from going to jail or being on in the hot seat for all the police and so forth, she'd be like, hey, if you have a criminal or something like this, or if you're trying to nail this guy for some blue collar crime, He's in the business. He is coming to my girls so we can lure him and get any information that you need. So she made sure that they were exchanging favors so that they wouldn't want to arrest her because then she could continue doing business and they could continue um, arresting the real criminals like who might be really violent or um, able to, like, the big ones, the big criminals. Uh, it worked for a while, keeping her from being on the radar for the most part, and when she was, it would be a mere slap on the hand. Uh, court records indicate Adams was arrested on four occasions in her 20 years as a madam. Um, in 1988, a police officer went undercover as a girl and she was accepted right away into the house because of Madam Alex accepting her girls and wanting to help them and caring for them. This police officer had absolutely no problems getting into this house and being trusted and getting sent to get her nails and her face and her hair and just pampered and shown exactly the ropes. It was pretty much probably, it was a cakewalk. She took care of these girls and she went in there and this police officer was like, hey, easy as pie. I am in here. They are giving me everything. So, uh, they got evidence they needed to charge Madam Adams with uh from pimping to receiving stolen properly property with all these charges she got, only got 18 months probation since more than a few police officers would have had to serve as witness and that wouldn't have looked good these police officers being like oh yeah i know her 
she is an informant and helped me with this case. Or, hey, I've slept with one of her girls and paid for it. There's no way they wanted to go and put their uh, job on the line to arrest someone that they didn't even probably think was doing too much of a bad thing. She was providing a service. And I mean, it was. It was a service. Uh, after her conviction, Viction, she was eager to get her business back up and going, only to find out she had been betrayed by one of her girls. Heidi Fleiss, rather than working for Alex, became a madam herself. She stole Alex's business, books, girls, and clients. It was even rumored that she stole property from Alex, too. Heidi said she was still Alex's assistant when she was charged and given three years. So when Heidi Fleiss um, became a madam herself, she kept saying, oh, I am so much better than this person. I am so much better than Madam Alex. And I do the job better. I'm paid better. I have better girls. And she bragged it up. She made sure she was in the spotlight and well-known. There are books. There are interviews. There is so much crap online that you can look at and find. Like Netflix has a series of some sort. Like I found a bunch of stuff when I was trying to look up Elizabeth Adams. And I found Heidi Fleiss, Heidi Fleiss, Heidi Fleiss just everywhere. She put herself in the spotlight. So she was bound to get herself arrested. There was no way she was going to come out of this unscathed because she went into this thinking she could do it so much better and she could do it in the spotlight and just be in the know and out there and showing off and everything like that. When Elizabeth Adams stayed on the down low and made sure she played it safe. But obviously, Heidi Fleiss didn't want to do that. Uh, Heidi Fleiss got the name of Hollywood Madam and bragged to have been much better than Alex. But could she have been that much better if Beverly Hills Madam never served jail time and the Hollywood Madam did? She was actually charged and the one that was given three years when elizabeth adams only got 18 months probation that's it so elizabeth madam alex adams died at the cedars sinai sinai medical center in los angeles at the age of 60 in 1995 after open heart surgery and Ending of life support. Uh, I saw also it said a heart attack, which, I mean, I guess I can see that if she went in for open heart surgery. So her lawyer, Anthony Booklier, she said, quote, she was, how can I say it, classy. When she first hired me, she thought I was too young to take her case. I was 43. She said, I'm going to give you some gray hairs by the time this is over. She was right, end quote. Then we have Fred Clapp, a retired LP, LAPD 
police officer who said, quote, it's like losing a friend. And all the years we played cat and mouse, she never once tried to corrupt me. End quote. Uh, Elizabeth said she had no regrets, saying, I had a very good run. If it was legal, I wouldn't give it up ever. The wonderful people you meet, people you'd only read about. So she enjoyed everything she did. She enjoyed the business. She enjoyed taking care of her girls. She enjoyed the glitz and glam, doing the parties, talking to the people, and just meeting everybody. And it just, it seemed like it was just a socialization thing. And I mean, she did provide a service, so that's what it was. Uh, if you are on Spotify, you will have a poll and a question that will either have to do with the whole podcast as a or just the episode. Uh, I am trying to get it where the polls and podcasts last longer. I think I'm starting to figure it out, but who knows? Uh, you can also listen to me on iHeartRadio, of course, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. I am sure I will get myself on more platforms after I get more settled, but this is still very new to me. So you can email me at I'm having an episode 2023 at gmail.com. It is all lowercase and no spaces. There'll be links in the description of the episode in case you want to go research all that I talked about. It is great that you could join me this week, and I hope you have to have you back next week. Enjoy whatever hobbies you have while you wait, no matter how weird. You're loved. I'm Teresa, and you're listening to I'm Having an Episode, She's Criminal, a True Kind podcast. Thank you for having an episode with me. Bye, everyone.